You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Chen. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 13. I, I would like for everybody to be looking at their Bibles. I know it can be easy when we're at home not to have our Bibles out, um, but I encourage you parents, especially with young people at home, uh, to treat church at home during this time just as if you were here and uh, keep, them, uh, keep them focused and keep them involved and anything that they wouldn't get away with here, don't let them be getting away with at home. And I know it is going to be a little bit different. You might have some coffee. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start sneaking some Red Bull in these, in these glasses up here. Uh, but I just don't know how I would be able to hide an electric green liquid uh, in, the, in the cup. We'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. Uh, but I, I want us to be zoned in during this time. I promise not to be long. I, I promise that. Uh, Proverbs chapter 13 is where we're going to be, and we're just going to read one verse, verse 12. The Bible says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. I wanted to preach tonight on the, uh, on the subject of Acts, actually. And uh, I had my message ready to go, and we were going to continue our series in Acts. That's what I wanted to preach, but I could not get away from this verse. And I even spent a little time talking about it on Sunday morning uh, when we were talking about how we need to have hope in the Lord. And uh, when I read this, and I read even in Proverbs chapter 12, we're going to see something there that I'll pull out in a little bit, but especially when I saw here in Proverbs 13, verse 12, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. I've heard it said before, and I'm inclined to agree, that the two saddest words in the English language are no hope. And it's hard to believe it was only 13 years ago. It feels like a lot longer than that. But 13 years ago, so in 2007, my, my grandma, my mom's mom, was diagnosed with cancer. And I remember going to visit her, and we visited her often in the, in the care facility that she was in. I can still picture the floor and how the sunlight came in to the, uh, to the hallway that walked down to the area where her room was. I, I can still picture the room that my grandmother was in. Uh, I, could, I could draw the layout for you. It was her own private room. And... Looking back now, I understand why my mom wanted to visit so often. It's because my grandma was unsaved, and my mom wanted to see her saved. And praise the Lord, on her deathbed, she did trust in Jesus as her Savior. Not long before she, she passed away, my mother was able to lead her to the Lord. Just an incredible story. I'm sure more and more of that story will come out as I, uh, as I pastor you longer. Uh, but just an incredible story. But it, it wasn't an easy time. For my grandma, it wasn't an easy time for my mom, but I do remember in that care facility, my grandma was cognizant, my grandma was talkative, uh, and she, uh, she wanted to carry on a conversation with, uh, with myself and, and the other grandkids. But there was one day when the doctors told my grandmother that there was no hope. There was no more treatment. There were no more operations to be done. There was nothing more that they could do 
And immediately I saw my grandmother's spirit change. And I know my mom and dad are going to be watching this and and they would agree with me. I, I saw my grandma's spirit change even when I was so young I could see that. And it wasn't long. From what I remember, within about a week, she was gone. Hope is what strengthens the heart of man. We find that hope in Jesus Christ. We find that hope in the Lord. Life with Christ brings endless hope. Life without Christ brings a hopeless end. Christ is everything to us. Christ is everything in who we are and what we do. And as long as we are Christ's and Christ is ours, we can have hope. And we just saw that in Psalm 146, verse 5. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord. Jeremiah 17 says a couple different times, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. But there's something about hope that we've all experienced, and especially in recent days. Even though we can always have hope, sometimes in this life and on this earth, that hope can be deferred. That word defer means postponed, can be delayed. There's a lot of things right now that are being postponed. When we truly desire for something to happen, this is what this verse is talking about. We truly desire for something to happen. We believe it's going to happen soon and we're watching it. We're watching it closely. We see all the pieces start coming together, but then it doesn't happen. What we thought was going to be over, what we thought was going to come to pass, what we had placed our hope upon, it hasn't been destroyed but it's been deferred. We still have hope, but it's not happening right now. And I'm preaching this because I know right now all of us are experiencing times of deferred hope. I think of our college students who were ready to leave tomorrow, but because of different things that are going on with, with health concerns and, and uh, just different things, that all the moving pieces that need to happen, They're not able to leave when they wanted to leave. Their hope has been deferred. I think of several of our precious families here who have been wishing and praying for months now for an opportunity to be back in church and and just to get back to normal. And, And all we're hearing over and over is this is the new normal, and I can only think their hope is being deferred. I think of our church as a whole. Think of the ministries that we have here that we haven't been able to run recently. Our bus ministry, we miss our bus kids. And our Sunday school ministry hasn't really been able to run uh, on all cylinders like it was before this all took place in March. I think about our soul winning ministry. Our soul winning ministry, we, I mean, b- before this all happened, we had uh, 40 people coming out on Saturday and now we're not even able to really knock on doors. I, I, I think of the goals that we have. I, I hope you still have that goal sheet. There are still goals that we are looking to complete this year as soon as we can. I think of the fellowship that we all miss so much. And, and we thought that this was going to be over by now, but our hope has been deferred. I think of some of our plans. 
We had plans to see family. We had business goals. Many of you gentlemen, you, you own businesses and uh, you had goals that you wanted to reach, but you haven't been able to reach those. You had trips that you wanted to take with your family. You haven't been able to take those. Uh, you had uh, ministries that you wanted to get involved in, but you haven't been able to get involved with them. Your hope has been deferred. We've all been inundated with warnings and concerns and mandates from doctors and government recently because everybody is telling us they're worried about our bodies getting sick. And what happens when our bodies get sick? Okay, when, when, our, when we do become ill, we begin taking medication, we watch what we eat, now, I mean, men always watch what we eat. We watch it from the plate to the fork all the way to our mouths. But when we're actually sick, we actually watch what we eat as far as what we intake. I mean, we do everything we can to encourage the body to recover when the body is sick. And I am praying for everybody right now whose bodies are sick. As a pastor, I also have to consider that many of your hearts may be sick as well, because hope deferred makes the heart sick. You can read in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25, heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop. I've seen some of you recently. I've talked to some of you over the phone. And when I see you, I can see it on your countenance. I see it on your face. When I talk to you, I hear it in your voice. There's heaviness in your heart. And heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. And I've, I've prayed that this message could be that good word for you. And God's word is always a good word. I am praying that God's word will encourage your heart to feel better, just as medication would encourage your body to feel better and recover. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. It's common for God to use plants as illustrations. You can see that all throughout the Bible. And uh, God says in his word, what, what is he saying here in this verse? Even though in this present time, our hope, our expected good may be delayed, it may be postponed. And in that deferral, our hearts may be sick. That may be the case. But one day, what we hoped for will come. And when that desire comes, it is a tree. It is a tree of life. So let's not overcomplicate it. We'll just get right into the message. There is no tree on this earth that hasn't started with a seed. Trees begin in seed form. So if we are ever going to see this tree of life grow in our lives, we have to start with the seed of hope. And that's, that's the message, uh, the title of the message, The Seed of Hope. Uh, you know that I used to work for True Green Lawn Care, and obviously I had to deal with a lot of grass seed and things. And I remember talking to a lot of customers going and trying to sell uh, lawn care, maybe trying to fix their lawn. They would say, oh, I'll just, go to the, I'll just go to Walmart and I'll pick up some grass seed for about $10 and everything will be fine. And I was trying to explain to them that you get what you pay for as far as seed is concerned. If you're going to pay a lot, it's going to be, uh, for the most part, pure seed. But if you pay 
$10. It's going to be a lot of weeds. It's going to be a lot of grass that you really don't want growing in your lawn. But they had this idea, well, grass is grass. And as long as it grows, then that's fine. But you have to look long term here. So the same thing is with this seed of hope. A lot of people believe, whether we realize it or not, oh, well, hope is hope. No, no, we need to be sure that our seed of hope is good seed. Keeping it simple, having seed, having a seed of hope in man is bad seed. Having a seed of hope in man is bad seed, and bad seed brings forth bad plants every time. Having a seed of hope in God, now that's good seed. That's a seed that can grow. That is a seed that has fruit within itself. Um, I think of Hebrews chapter 6, and the entire book of Hebrews is talking about Jesus, talking about our Savior. And in Hebrews chapter 6, it's talking about how God gave us hope in Jesus. And the Bible says in Hebrews 6, 19, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. So that's another illustration that God uses. When our hope is in anything else, you are going to be tossed to and fro with the world and with cares and with, uh, and with concerns. But when your hope is in Jesus, you can be anchored. You can be anchored and you can be solid. It keeps us steady. Well, only hope in God brings a tree of life is what Proverbs chapter 13, 12 says. And it's sad, but it's, it's usually true that men rarely have hope in God unless we have to. We rarely put our hope in God unless we have no choice in the matter. It is our nature, it's our sinful fleshly nature to rely on what we can see over what we can't see. There's even a, a, a saying that we have, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Well, not with God. You place your faith in God. You let go of everything else that you have, and you live by faith. The Bible says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The majority of men today, even Christians, say, I will lift up mine eyes unto the government. Or I will lift up mine eyes unto a paycheck. I will lift up mine eyes unto, uh, unto counsel of man. I'll lift up my eyes unto the guidance of my heart from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the world. I don't need the God who made it. That is the majority of man's philosophy. That's bad seed. The Bible says, hope thou in God. Have that good seed. When you have that good seed, we're not done. Now we need good soil because good seed in bad soil will corrupt the seed. Think about the parable of the sower and the seed. Where you have the seed in this case, not hope, but the gospel. Now obviously we have hope in the gospel, but Jesus is saying that you have the seed and the seed is the word. And it is sown, but where does it fall? A lot of it falls on bad soil. Some of it falls on the wayside and it doesn't yield any fruit. Then you have some that falls on stony ground, and it doesn't yield any fruit. And then you have some that, that falls among the thorns, and, the, and it's choked out. But some falls on good ground, and it does bring forth, forth fruit, and fruit to abundance. Well, what about the seed of hope in God? Can we plant the seed of hope in God in bad soil? Yes, we can. I think about Abram. Abram had a seed of hope in God about a promised son through Sarai. 
If you look in Genesis chapter 15, God told Abram, you need to look at the stars and and count the stars. That is how many sons are going to come forth from from your family. And in chapter 15, verse 6, the Bible says that Abraham believed in the Lord, and he counted it unto him for righteousness. The next chapter, the next chapter, Abram and Sarai take that seed of hope in God, and they plant it in the soil of their own will. Because Sarai was under the impression, the Lord has restrained me from bearing, she says in, G- in Genesis chapter 16, verse 1. That wasn't the case of all, uh, at all. And look at what happens. They take that good seed, they plant it in bad soil of their own will and their own timing and their own agenda. And Abraham gets just what he thought he wanted. He got a son. But all it brought was trouble. It was a corrupted seed. The seed of hope in God is too precious to plant anywhere but in the soil of God's perfect will. Open your eyes to scripture. Open your eyes to even people that you have observed in your own lifetime. How many do we know that have taken a promise of God and planted it in their own will and it only brought trouble? I've heard of people saying, you know, we are hoping that God will use our family and bless our family and lead our family and grow our family spiritually. But we don't like the place that God has led us to be. We don't like, we don't like the church. We don't like this. So we're just, I can find a better job elsewhere, maybe they say, or they just find a, a way to leave, get out of God's will. And it always brings trouble. I've seen young men in Bible college who took something as precious as God's call on their life, but instead of placing it and planting it in God's will, they planted it in their own will. And instead of using their call for God's glory, they used it for their own glory. And it always brings trouble. So what happens when we take the good seed of hope in God and we plant it in the bad soil of our own will. Does it not grow? Yes, it grows. Yes, it grows. The Bible says, Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. But good seed planted in bad soil will always come forth corrupted. And it may be so close, but it's never going to be what it's supposed to be. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap what? And I hope you're saying it at home. Nice and loud. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. So let me ask you a question. Is your hope deferred right now? Well, if your hope is in man, you'll be waiting for a long time. Your hope will be deferred for a long time. But... If your hope is in God, then go further. Do you also know that you are in God's will? In every area of your life, are you comforted by knowing that I am exactly where God wants me to be? You are exactly where he wants you to be geographically. You're exactly where he wants you to be in your education, in your ministry, in your marriage, in your family, in your finances, in your devotion, in your business, all of those areas you are in God's will, the center of God's will, or are there some of those areas where we are seeking our own will? Because if we're pursuing our own will, 
and expecting God's blessing to come out of it. If we have taken the seed of hope in God and the promises of his word and and his promise to care for us and bless us and lead us and guide us, and then we take it and we plant it in the soil of our own will and we plant it for our own pleasure and only to bring glory to ourselves and we're expecting a tree of life to come out of it, we're going to be sorely mistaken. But if our hope is in God and we know we're in God's will, that seed of hope will grow. It will grow. But this is the time right now between planting the seed and harvesting that tree of life. This is the time right now when hope is deferred and when the heart is sick when many give up. What you hoped was going to grow, what you hoped was going to end, what you hoped was going to happen, hasn't happened yet. Ask yourself, is it good seed? Did you plant good seed? Is your hope in God? Did you put it in good soil? Are you in God's will? Then it will grow. When the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. It will grow. God's will shall be done. And it becomes a tree of life. What does a tree do? Well, it's a source of blessing. And it's not just a source of blessing for you. It's a source of blessing for others. It is a return on your investment. You put one seed in the ground, and you know how many you're getting back with a tree? You're getting life, a lifetime. You're getting an abundance of seed back. That's how God works. You can't outgive him. And not only is it going to be living, and not only is it going to be enduring, it's going to be satisfying. It will be worth the wait. Have you ever gone to a restaurant? And I, I really don't like going to restaurants, but have you, have you gone to a restaurant and you're sitting there and you're waiting for your food for 45 minutes to an hour and then you get it and it's a disappointment and you're thinking, I'm never coming back here again. But have you also been to a restaurant before and you can tell it's packed and that dining room is, is buzzing and you had to wait about 45 minutes just to sit down and it took another 45 minutes to an hour to get, to, to get your meal, but it was worth it. You go back to restaurants like that. The Bible says when you have the right seed in the right soil, it may take some time. Your hope may be deferred. Your heart may become sick. But when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. But in this time of hope being deferred, you may be asking, Pastor, what are we supposed to do in the meantime? What do we do in the meantime? Our, Our hearts are sick because we miss our church family, and we miss our bus kids, and we miss our ministries, and even though some of our ministries are running, they're just kind of a, a shell of what they used to be because we're, we're not seeing the faces that we want to see because there's, there's worry and there's fear and concern. We miss the fellowship. It's just humans are not meant to be pent up and not see each other, and not fellowship. And fellowship isn't meant to be six feet away from each other. We're, we're supposed to uh, shake hands. You know, you, you, they're, they're telling us that, that we're not supposed to shake hands anymore, ever. You know, you find out a lot about a person by shaking their hand. I want to get back to shaking people's hands and, and hugging my family and, and uh, just coming back together how it was. Our hearts are sick because of that. We miss our schoolmates. You may not miss school, but you miss your schoolmates, and I know that. 
We miss our families. Some of us, we can't even see our families. Our, our families are in the hospital and we can't even see them. And may I say, and I hope you take this the right way, our hearts should be sick with all of that going on. It should bother us that we aren't able to be here. It should bother us that we aren't able to see our families. It should bother us that we can't knock on doors like we used to. It should bother us that we aren't able to see each other. What we have to ask is our hope in God. Are we in God's will? Then all will be well. All will be well. When we wait on the Lord, he will strengthen our hearts. If your hope is deferred right now and your heart is sick, don't walk away from that seed of hope. Listen to me, church, please. Please, I beg you to listen to me. Don't make large decisions when your heart is sick. The devil can smell a sick heart from across the world. And he has a way of finding us when we are in our weakest time and kicking us while we're down and telling us to, to walk away, that the hope is never going to come. Stay strong. Don't make big decisions when our heart is sick. We need to wait. We must be patient. Don't walk away from that seed of hope. It's good seed. It's in good soil. It's going to come, and it's going to be a tree of life. Take care of it. Don't walk away from the seed. Care for that seed. Water it with your prayers and fertilize it with your faith and dig about it with devotion and fence it with patience. And when it comes, it will be a tree of life. And here's, here's the last thing I'll say, and I'm done. When that tree of life comes, protect that tree of life. There are so many areas in our life that we have prayed for and we have, we have worried about and we have struggled with God and, and wrestled with God in prayer for years, some of us. And he finally brought that desire. That desire finally came and it was a tree of life. It was a blessing to us, but, but we are prone to take it for granted and not to protect it. And the very tree that we had been praying for and hoping for and saying, my heart is sick that it's not here. Now that it's here, we just kind of get used to it. What am I saying? When we come back to church and we are able to come back and we are able to fellowship again and college kids, when you are able to go to college and when you are able, academy kids, to come to school and when we are able to soul win again and knock on doors and talk to people and hug people and shake their hands, all these things that our heart has been sick that it hasn't come through. Remember, when God does bring it through, remember how blessed we are to have a God that cares for us enough to promise in his word, when you have a seed of hope in me and you plant it in my will, I will bring it to pass. And we need to protect it and watch over it and care for it and never take it for granted. I cannot wait until we come back again. I hope you can't wait either. But what a shame it would be if we were able to come back and next year, We've completely forgotten all that God has done for us. 
many of us, if we were honest, we would have to say before all of this happened, we had taken fellowship for granted. We had taken our church family for granted. We had taken the place that God has given us to serve for granted. Teenagers, some of you would have to say, I've taken my parents for granted. Spouses, you would have to say, I I had taken my spouse for granted. A tree of life that God had given to me that I had prayed for for so long, I failed to take care of it. Take care of it. Even when your heart is sick, you can take care of it, and it will be worth it. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.